0: The following episode of the 9pm Edict contains recycled material, strong language and adult themes.
1: This episode is dedicated to the women of Australia and not to the journalists of Australia, at least not to the male journalists of Australia. If you've been following the news these last few weeks, you'll know that the government, the Australian government, is currently embroiled in sex scandals. Uh, we should probably call them what they really are, actually. At, at their core, they are rape and misogyny scandals, uh, despite the attempts by some commentators to broaden it out to include some consensual sex acts, uh, which you know were perhaps very ill-advised, but everyone who participated in those wanted uh, to be there. But yes, uh, as you probably know, two cabinet members have been demoted but not sacked. Christian Porter, the, uh, the Attorney-General, uh, who was hit with rape allegations, which he denies. Uh, he's uh, demoted and on sick leave. Linda Reynolds, who was the Defence Minister, also demoted and on sick leave. Her office uh, mishandled, clearly mishandled, another alleged rape. Uh Tens of thousands of people turned out uh, a couple of weeks ago to protest uh, in marches across Australia. Prime Minister Scott Morrison then said some really quite daft things about that. It's, It's fair to say he's mishandled the entire debacle and continues to do so. Scott Morrison's personal approval rating in the political polls has plummeted 16 percentage points with women, but is largely unchanged among men. Uh, Peter Van Olselen, the other day, wrote in The Australian, and this is the headline, Plenty of anger, but surprisingly few ideas. Yes, that's the headline, and then the deck, the, the, the bit under that. It was, quote, In the sex assault debate, the focus has been on outrages rather than solutions. For the groundswell to lead to tangible outcomes, that's going to have to change. End quote. Yes, sex assault is a debate, apparently. Rape is a debate now. So the question to PVO, Peter Van Onselen, really has to be, to quote Mark Newton, so are you for it or against it? Rape, that is. Obviously, many women uh, listening to this and indeed not listening to this will be well aware that there are many, many concrete and policy solutions that have been on the table for half a century. PVO, you know, hasn't bothered to get across them and neither really is the government. There's another major report that's been sitting there undealt with for years. Over on Sky News, of course, uh, a reminder that Sky News Australia is not like Sky News in the UK. It's rather just a wannabe Fox News just hours ago, Rita Pahani, one of their hosts and kind of rent a comment people agreed that like, agreed that the government is taking hit after hit over these issues, failing to treat women equally, but then adds this curious comment.
0: It did, and I think ScoMo's just mishandled this from the very start. This is uh, the left's issue, and if you try to fight them on their battleground, you are going to lose every time. He needs to uh, find his principles, find what's right, and stop trying to pander to people who's never going to please.
1: Yes, you're never going to please people asking for women to be treated equally and not raped because... There on the left, so do something else. Sure thing, reader. Let's let's push everything through the little nozzle prism of party political culture wars. And immediately after that, uh, as I say, this was on Sky News Australia on on Sunday. Uh, some muppet called James. Uh, I. Can't be asked looking up who he is. These people are all basically interchangeable. James said this This is the week that actually when uh, the scandals started to abate for one thing, number two, when you did start to see the Morrison government start to get a handle on this, um I agree with Rita that they shouldn't go down this whole road of quotas and so on, which is just fighting on the enemy's turf because that's where they want to draw draw the government onto. But at the same time, I think we are also at that real inflection point with this sort of issue, where now the activists, sensing victory, now start to fight against one another, and with uh, middle-class, uh, normal uh, suburban women uh, versus this kind of uh, activist class of of women who are trying to drive this issue. Issue, and then Sky News, for some reason, decided to just clip James's comments there. I. I don't know what followed, but yeah, that's bad editing. Anyone following that uh, closely, you know, he hadn't finished his point. But note the distinction in James's head: There are normal middle-class suburban women and activist women, the latter presumably not wanting to be raped and not wanting a system where women are raped or their desks masturbated over and the like. I could rant on about this for some time, obviously. I won't. It gets too depressing. But I wanted to make those points to introduce and refer back to an episode of the Edict from the 19th of February 2012, nine years ago, a bit over nine years ago, when I was angry with journalists for other reasons. And let's face it, it's very easy to be angry with journalists about many reasons. And I outlined uh, a modest proposal. Enjoy. Sunday, the 19th of February, 2012. This happened years ago. (coughs) This fucking language is just... Complicates it. And suddenly the entire fucking media in this country is buzzing around this pissy little story like blowflies to the corpse of a dead horse. This is a 9pm edict! Yes, flog that horse, media! Flog that horse! Flog that horse! Yeah, baby, flog that horse! Oh, for fuck's sake, today it's just embarrassing to be an Australian. Actually, it's Embarrassment to be in the same fucking species as you people. Every single person associated with this story should hang their fucking heads in shame. I can't wait to hear the lame-ass justifications for why this old video is a story. Look, you can't possibly be ignorant of this story because on this bright and sunny Sunday morning, at least where I am, it's dominating the media. 9 MSN talks about the foul-mouthed rant leaked video shows Kevin Rudd in expletive-laden outburst, seemingly ignoring the fact it's edited together from multiple outbursts and expletive-laden, Ah, oh, a few fucks. The story, actually, at 9MSN, reads, Fairfax newspapers quote Labour Party insiders as saying the release could have been aimed at discrediting Mr Rudd from within his office or the party. So this news report is saying you read in the paper that someone who wasn't named said something. Gee, that's a bit indirect, isn't it? But look what they then do under it. Uh, at the early part of the morning, there was a poll. Should Rudd challenge for the leadership? Uh, that was followed later by Has Rudd's leaked video? Change your view of him. Well, there's nothing like making the audience feel like they're involved in some way. Press the little button, you little fucking chimpanzees. Yes or no, vote, vote, vote. Click through, see ads. That's how the fucking media works this day and age, isn't it? The Australian has got at least six stories linked from its homepage, including some irrelevant commentary from opposition leader Tony Abbott and even Rudd saying he'd do things differently now, which is apparently like a quote from some other television program. It's all very self-referential and circular, isn't it? Seven is reporting that independent MP Andrew Wilkie reckons Rudd will launch a challenge and he says the video is explosive. It's not. It's actually quite dull. It's just a bloke obviously nearing the end of what's been a long day getting pissed off because he can't get his tongue around the language in Chinese that someone has written for him. Anyone in the media knows that that happens and you get frustrated. Even the ABC which is supposed to be a credible, non-sensationalist news source, covers the swearing, but then has two, quote, related stories, unquote, about the speculation about a leadership challenge that the Cabinet is supposedly repeating testing support for Julia Gillard? Like... Wouldn't they always do that? And Attorney General Nicola Roxon has declared her support for Gillard. Well, only because she went to do something completely different last night, like speak at the Victorian Bar Association, I think it was. But no one asked her any questions about that. They just monster her about whatever the fucking narrative of the day is. Sky News apparently did an interview with Rudd some time early this morning or late last night. But for fuck's sake, who cares when? It's just clearly time to work to the news cycle agendas and feed the chooks, as the late lamented Joe Bielke-Peterson would have put it. And sources indicate, a phrase I saw in one of these stories, for fuck's sake, we know that's code for unsubstantiated rumour. Any tool can report that, report in quotes. For fuck's sake, hand back your salaries now. This is the sort of Canberra pseudo-insider bullshit that's precisely the reason I don't read newspapers, don't go to their websites unless I get conned into clicking through, and don't watch TV news. It's all a sideshow. You so-called journalists who perpetuate this bullshit know that, and yet you continue to do it. What takes the biscuit for me is the ABC's News in 90 Seconds video this morning. One and a half minutes, that's all, minus theme music, to summarise everything I need to know about the world today. And here's what they're running. (laughs)
0: The top stories from ABC News. Speculation over a challenge to the Labor leadership has intensified. A video has been leaked online showing Kevin Rudd swearing profusely during the outtakes of a recorded message he made when he was Prime Minister. Mr Rudd has said he's learnt from the mistakes he made when he was PM. Meanwhile, Victorian Labor MP Darren Cheeseman has reportedly said it's time for Julia Gillard to step down. But the PM's senior backers are blaming a small group of Rudd supporters for undermining her. A national day of observance is being marked by the Governor-General and Prime Minister for the 70th anniversary of the Japanese bombing of Darwin. Politicians and veterans will attend services in the Top End. The attack killed 243 people.
1: No. Queensland officially
0: kicks off five weeks of election campaigning today. The LNP leader, Campbell Newman, is looking to oust the Premier, Anna Bligh and prevent Labour from winning a sixth term. The LNP will need an extra 14 seats to win government. And a showbiz funeral has been held for pop diva Whitney Houston at the home Baptist church in Newark, New Jersey, where Houston made her singing debut.
1: Whitney Houston. i want to give a
0: praise. Stay tuned now for insiders. Oh, sorry, that's not right, is it?
1: (laughs) No, it's not right, is it? It's far from fucking right. Why do you do this, press gallery? I think I know the answer to that. It's because you're completely divorced from reality. That's why. It's because you're so wrapped up in this little battle between yourselves to see who's the best connected that you've forgotten that it's not about you. It's because you've created this bizarre fantasy world out of the spin being pushed up by the politicians, a fantasy world that you've forgotten is a fantasy. And then when something happens that doesn't fit that fantasy, it's, oh, my fucking God, shock, horror, this is explosive. What, a bloke swearing? What, a bloke that we already knows swears a bit, swore a bit? An Australian bloke swore a bit? What the fuck is wrong with you people? This is not news. We know this already. I mean, recently I met with a government minister, and one of his first three sentences to me was, mate, you need to get a fucking life. Well, I mean, he's right, but that's not the point. The point is that swearing, even the words fuck and cunt, are part of what Australians do. Christ, even when I called American internet entrepreneur Jason Calacanis a prick, well, he told me he understood that coming from an Australian, that's just foreplay. That's a, a kind of image I'd rather not have brought to mind. But look... The point is, the entire planet seems to know this, except for the Canberra Press Gallery. So what does that say about the Canberra Press Gallery, eh? Christ, is there one daily news outlet in this nation that hasn't fallen for this bullshit muppetry? Report actual news, you stupid cunts! I think that calls for an edict. This is edict number 19. Whereas the art, craft, alleged profession and entrenched fucktardery that goes by the name of journalism in this wide brown land has clearly reached a new summit of derp today, it is time to make a few changes around here. Canberra Press Gallery journalists... You are going to start reporting on news, real news, not gossip, not titillation, not the pathetic, self-centered little adrenaline rushes that you get from darting about those corridors on the hill or tawdry little meetings in the bars, back alleys and beats of Manuka. Oh, no, news, things that are true, things that matter. Things that will make a difference to Australians and the world. Things that will help us understand how this world of ours works. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to expose you to the world. You won't be allowed to spend your entire time geofenced to the city limits of Canberra or a 200 metre radius from wherever the politicians have summoned you with their media alert emails just before it happens. Oh, no. Oh, no. You will be required at gunpoint if necessary. Actually, at gunpoint, even if not necessary, to spend 50% of your working time well out of that tight, self-referential little orbit. You're going to do the press gallery three months on, three months off. On those off months, you'll be reporting from elsewhere. From uh, Mount Isa in Queensland, from Burnie in Tasmania, Uh, from Plimpton in the Adelaide suburbs, from uh, Macquarie Fields in Sydney, from Sunshine in Melbourne, from postcodes chosen at random for three months at a time. And for those three months, you will be forbidden from watching TV, listening to the radio or reading capital city or national newspapers. You will spend your days compiling reports on what's happening in and relevant to the people of your assigned postcode. And every evening at 6pm, you will stand in a public place on a wooden crate and read aloud to anyone who cares to stop and listen the results of your work that day. You shall speak for as long or as short as you feel the need. But at the end of that time, you shall be required to stand and listen to everything the assembled citizens say to you, and you shall not be allowed to respond. And then at the end of that time, each and every day of the three months, you shall be taken back to your assigned accommodation with an average family chosen from that postcode, averages chosen by a team at the Australian Bureau of Statistics, and you will sit down, shut the fuck up, and eat what they eat, listen to what they say, and learn. Now, if you don't like this scheme, a scheme that James Purser called a fly-in, fly-out press gallery, that's fine. I am not a harsh man. You do have a choice. You can choose between this, the fly-in, fly-out press gallery, or just a simply fly-out-and-drown press gallery. The choice is yours. But I tell you what, I advise you to choose option A, because there's plenty of citizens in this country who'd be much, much happier to see you face option B. But it's your call. That's it for the 9pm edict for now. I know it's not 9pm, but it's my fucking podcast, so deal with it, you useless bastards. If you want to leave a comment. Oh, goodness me. I was clearly much more abusive to you, dear listener, back then than I am now. That was 2012. What a what a year. Everything's now perfect in 2021. So I love you. Yeah. So uh, before we go, some quick housekeeping. Uh, uh, of course, I would love it, <laughs> dear listener. Who I love. If you went to the 9pm slash tip and emptied your wallet into the tip jar, that's the 9pm slash tip. Tell your friends about the podcast. Just get them to search for the 9pm edict on their podcast app of choice. More people listening to this is, is really the, the biggest way you can help this project. Uh, and uh, the next regular episode uh, will be in two weeks' time and then that one and two others will be kind of a week apart, all happening before the end of April. David Gerrard on Bitcoin and blockchain and all of that bullshit and two cartoonists in there, Kathy Wilcox and John Kadelka. Uh, order of play, and dates TBA. Uh, but until then, I'm still Gary and wash your hands.
0: The 9pm Edict is a Skank Media production, sorry.